Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back to the show. We were off last night, and man, did I miss it. Man, you know what? I should have gone last night, y'all. I I knew I should have done it. Something told me. Something said, Blake, you know what? You should have done a show last night. But we didn't, and it's okay. Everyone joining the show, we greatly appreciate it. He's back. He showed me a picture, y'all. Uh, he sent me the picture that he was the first comment in the live stream as always. Mr. Dylan Landry, what's happening, my man? What is happening? We appreciate you joining the, uh, joining the show. Everyone watching us on Twitter, Periscope, YouTube, and or listening to us on the podcast with our good partners <clears throat> Excuse me, over at Believe. We appreciate you joining. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to all of the podcasting platforms. We will greatly appreciate that. Guys, we do have a good show for you tonight. I do want to get into some LSU basketball and some LSU baseball. Since it is right around the corner, I am going to table that until tomorrow. However, we have some more pressing news. Miles Brennan is back. Does that mean it's a big deal for LSU moving forward into a game with Alabama? We will touch on that. Also, we're going to be breaking down the Saints and the Buccaneers. Michael Thomas back. Antonio Brown making his debut for the Buccaneers. And also, Drew Brees limited in practice because of what I told y'all last week. He got a taped up shoulder, and he don't know if he's ready to go. Ed Ryan continues also to say that he has a, a championship winning team. Okay, we're going to break that down. And don't forget about our picks tomorrow for the SEC as we go around the SEC, and I make my picks for there. But before we get started, let's get to some of the comments. Marvin Mackey says, get your ass up. <laughs> Esteban says, go Tigers. Reginald Cormier says, oh, let's do it. I appreciate that. What's popping, people? 
Cade, what's up, man? Cade said, Cade is here. We appreciate you joining into the live stream, uh, as always, Cade. Kari says, uh, Kari out of Maryland. What's up, Kari? How are we doing tonight? Out of Maryland. What's happening? I, I, man, it's freezing up there. Y'all, I'm cold in my house. I got a blanket right here. Y'all know y'all going to call me soft, but dog, my wife keeps this thing cold up in this thing. Cold, like an icicle. Uh, man, I hope Miles isn't rushed back, says Marvin Mackey, and we need him healthy. We will definitely see that. But we're going to touch on that and what I think could be a boost for LSU with this. Uh, last comment before we get start getting into the show. Esteban says, dude, I had a dream LSU beat Bama for overlooking us. Uh, fingers crossed emoji. Finger crossed emoji. We'll see, man. It's going to be tough, y'all. It's going to be tough for LSU to pull it out against Bama, but we will see. But guys, before we get started, as always, don't forget to go see our good partners over at GM Varno and Sons. GM Varno and Sons has faithfully been serving your Dennis Springs in Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, truck repair, routine maintenance, tire repair, tire replacement, tire sales, no job is too big or too small over at GM. 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Go see him over at 2500 Florida Boulevard. And if that car is a little bit too beat up, go see the number one Ford and, Ford and Lincoln salesman. Yes, I, I, guys, I tell you this every time. I didn't believe it until I saw it. But the number one Ford and Lincoln salesman in all the state of Louisiana Mr. Woody Clark over at Robinson Brothers Ford Lincoln. Hashtag ask for Woody. Give him a call today at 225-603-5432. That's 225-603-5432. And go see all of the beautiful, beautiful cars over at RobinsonBrothersFord.com. And for all of you looking for a house, guys, the number one real estate firm in all the North Shore, go to team.kw.com. That's team.kw.com. And you can go check those guys and girls out there. Okay, guys, Miles Brennan is back. Now, let me put this in the comments because I've had a lot of people asking me, Blake, if we can call into the show. I know that Cade said that he wants to call into the show. So, guys, I'm going to post a number right here into the comments so that you can see it. It is right there, 225-435-9387 if you want to call in. All 50 of you on Facebook, I think it's 50. Yeah, or 41. And the rest of you, all 71 of you, please hit the like and share before we get started as well. Uh, Listen, Miles Brennan practiced today for LSU in what I believe to be very significant. Okay, I've been calling out this team's heart. Now listen, another thing that's with this, and I've seen an actual LSU coach go on social media and get in an argument with a fan in reference to the players on the team. Guys, that tells me one thing that the how do and how do I want to say this? The because I don't want to say it the 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 culture because I don't think it's the culture, but maybe it is the culture right now around this LSU program that you have an LSU coach going on social media on Facebook. Saying stuff about the players in defense that people are calling them out. So let me ask you this. Why is it that Coach Ed Orsrod can call out players? 
But yet, when a fan does it, it's oh, you're very, you're just a you're 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 a fan that that doesn't know anything, or you're a fan that doesn't really understand the game, or you're a fair weather fan. For the life of me, guys, I don't understand that. I just don't understand it. But even though that I have been calling out LSU here lately, and look, I'm going to continue to do it as long as they continue to play without no heart. Uh, Joseph on Facebook Live says, listening from the sticks tonight, not a great night. At least my service is working for some AYS. I appreciate that. But at some point, there's going to have to be a leader that steps up. Now, I've been trying to come up with this cliche because I'm a really big fan of the movie The Replacements. When Shane Falcos is sitting on his seal-covered poo boat and Gene Hackman, when asked, how does the Washington Sentinels come back? And he points to his heart and says, miles and miles of heart. So that now that Miles Brennan is back, could this be a blessing in disguise? Now, I'm not sure if Miles Brennan will see this. I'm not sure if Miles Brennan will hear this. But all of all 17 of you on Twitter, I need you to do me a favor. Tag him. Because here's what LSU really needs right now. Now, do I think that TJ Finley is more talented than Miles Brennan? Yeah, I do. Do I think that Max Johnson is more talented than Miles Brennan? Yes, I do. But when you have a guy who has been in a program for over four years, we have to sit back and come to a realization that he has to be a leader at some point. (coughs) So now your biggest rival on the biggest stage and quite frankly is a must win for this program, whether you win or not, you have to have Miles Brennan come up and step up and be a leader. There is not a question about that anymore. None. Now that Miles Brennan's back, and hopefully, as Reginald Cormier said earlier in the comments on Facebook Live, he's not rushed into a decision, and hopefully he's okay to go. But he needs to be that leader. He needs to be that dog. Now, everyone remembers Joe Burrow. Everyone remembers the leadership and the leadership qualities that he bestowed upon us last year. And even before then, in 2018. But one thing I want to make very clear of, very, very clear of, is that Miles Brennan has the ability to do the same. Will he? I don't know. Blake Quibido. On Facebook Live says, love, uh, love the show. Blake, fantastic first name, by the way. It's mine as well. I appreciate that. Sam Bacon says, I hope and pray that that's the truth. And Reginald Cormier says, I don't think it will matter. Reginald, I agree with you. I don't know how much it will matter in the grand scheme of the game. Right? Like, I don't, I don't think Miles Brennan coming into the game is going to be this, oh, well, he's the reason why LSU won. I don't believe that. What I do believe, now let me let me break this down for you guys because some of you don't remember or maybe not have ever heard or know. But in 2018, when LSU got shut out by Bama 29 to nothing, Miles Brennan was not ready to play then. Not because he couldn't go in the game, not because he was able to go in the game, but he was hurt and couldn't go into the game. 
Joe Burrow the week before has a little scope surgery on his shoulder and really and truthfully shouldn't have played. Huh. Does that sound a little bit familiar? That a quarterback got injured in going in, well, it's in before the Bama game. But going into the Bama game, you need him more than you ever do. And the truth is, the absolute truth is, LSU in 2018, you can say it's the Texas A&M game. You can say whatever it was. You can say it's UCF. I don't believe that. The turning point for LSU in 2018 was that getting shut out by Alabama. And Joe Burrow walking into that locker room and said, uh-uh, nope. Not going to happen. Will Miles Brennan do the same? Can he lead this team, not to a victory, but to a moral one? Guys, you didn't score, LSU didn't score a point in 2018. But they won a very much bigger battle that would lead them to a national championship in 2019. And Joe Burrow has talked vividly about that game. Hey, look, we knew that we weren't going to win. But God, dog, I was going to show that I had the heart and fight to go out there and win. All right, we have a phone call here. You're on live with Blake Rafino and Are You Serious Sports. Who do we have the pleasure of talking to tonight? This is Kate. What's going on, man? What's going on, Kate? We just pulled up your comment here on Facebook Live, and yes. you said experience is just like a job, no offense to the freshman. So you want to break that down for yeah. me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, period. I mean, I mean, those guys have not played in too many SEC games, and and you know what? Uh, hopefully, they'll pan out and be really good. But one thing I wanted to say is is that Miles Brennan needs a good quarterback, and but if he doesn't have a running game or doesn't have protection, Bama's going to eat him alive. I agree. And one thing I want to one thing I want to say is is that last year we go into Tuscaloosa and. We win the game, of course, and then Ed Orgeron, being the smartass like he was, says, um, "Well, they recorded it in the, in, in the in the locker room." And I don't believe in this, these players should be recording anything anybody says in the locker room because it's called you know future locker room material. Ed Orgeron says, "Roll Tide, what in a few?" So you don't think Nick Saban and those players who were there don't remember that? And they don't have that as motivation. And every time um, that a team does have a victory over Alabama, somehow Nick Saban has a way of saying, if you back come the next five, six years. So that's just my thinking of that. What are your thoughts on that one? Um, My thoughts are this. And like I just mentioned, is the simple fact that, yes, in 2018, did LSU lose to Alabama on the scoreboard? Yeah, they did, 29 to nothing. What I think, though, and from a team perspective, they won morally, and here's why. Because Joe Burrow was hurt. Joe Burrow shouldn't have played in that game in 2018, and he kept getting hit and getting up. He kept getting hit and getting up. He kept getting hit and getting up. My question will be here, Kate, is can they – find somebody to rally around. Danny Krantz just asked the question, who's the alpha on the team? And I might be putting a lot on Miles Brennan's plate, but I'm not putting any more on Miles' plate 
than I was putting on Joe Burrow's plate two years ago. So I, I think that when we yeah. talk about victories, I'm not so worried right now about this. Do I want them to win, Kate? Absolutely. But do I want them to come out with a moral? Let me ask you this, Kate. If LSU lost, now I'm going to give you a hypothetical question. If LSU lost, in, not this Saturday, but next, but they lost, let's say, I don't know, 38-31 with a chance to go down and score at the end. And the defense, although 38 points, but they played their heart out. Would you take that as a moral victory? Two things Two things I'll say about that. If we did it in that game against Alabama, bottom line is that as long as COVID-19 this year is not showing up and canceling us out, <laughs> Right. And the very next day, the very next week, we need to compete just as hard. I mean, yep. and that's the biggest thing about LSU football that everybody, I don't know if everybody knows, but we've always been that team through the history. Knowing of LSU football is that sometimes we show up and sometimes we don't, and we always play, kind of play to the competition in ways. Yeah. And we, we yep. know that we've always have been a very had better talent, and and that's the thing that's uh, when I talk about. Sometimes with you on about the recruiting, you know, if you look at the state of Louisiana, we have the cream of the crop of the best when it comes to athletes. And mm. when I look at it, and we're not getting these linemen in here, that we don't go out and recruit those guys. I think that some people think athletes are everything. Well, in the NFL, I, I guess, but uh, those linemen who are playing in the NFL, they're pretty dead gum good. And it seems like we struggle with that now. Now I don't, I don't get it. Like, I remember back in the nineties. Gabe Northern and James Gilliard, those guys. And that was a Curly Hallman coach team. Maybe it was even Mike Archer. Those guys still competed their ass off, even though we were not very good. So I really am having a hard time understanding this team. I think, Kane, I just think they don't have a lot of heart. And Reginald Cormie says, I definitely agree with the caller here. And I agree with you, too. Um I think that if they come out with a moral victory, I'm with you that they have to continue to 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 do it moving forward. But I think they got to get that moral victory first. Kate, uh, last question you, you got for us. What you got? Uh, I know you had a couple questions. We went back on Messenger. What else you want to talk about tonight? Man, that's all I had to say. But, but the, the, the thing that really concerns me is is I'm getting tired of like like, you know, one year, like last year, we go into Alabama and we win the game. I know everybody gets excited when you win a big <laughs> ball game, uh-huh. but when you're trying to build a program and have a long, long, uh, consistent program, uh, you know, a game is a game. A loss, uh, you know, like like last year, uh, it seemed like we just took every game at a time and continued to do it. But when you are not there yet, when when you when you're not consistently uh, doing things like certain other teams do, I, I would think a kid coach who's been around for, for 20, 25 years would know not to hype it up so much, even though you won the national championship. I'm not taking anything away from that, but I would think that a coach who is going to be the head man should not ever run his mouth too much because of all this media thing and all that kind of stuff because right now, we have got a long way to go to be a really contender all every year and year out, like the Clemsons are, the Ohio States and Alabamas and so on, whoever else is out there. I'm just saying, and that's what we all want as LSU fans. 
We just want to see a consistent program. So I think that's the main thing that I wanted to say. And that's all I got to say about it. Okay, we appreciate you calling in, man. Continue to come and talk to us and give us a call whenever you feel or whenever we're on the show. We'll, we'll greatly appreciate it, bud. I mean, thank you. Thanks. All right, guys, you can call into the show, 225-435-9387, 225-435-9387, and we will take your calls and hear more about what you guys believe. Uh, something I want to get to what Cade said, and I see a couple of you talking about it. Marvin Mackey says, agreed. We don't have dogs on the O-line. Reginald Cormier on Facebook Live says, we have one O-lineman commit. That scares the bejesus out of me, y'all. The absolute bejesus out of me. Hopefully they can get a guy like a Tristan Lee that could come in and, and be a part of this LSU team. But they got to go get some commits along this offensive line. I agree with that. Uh, Vic on YouTube, who I think just subscribed. I appreciate that, Vic. I agree with this call, with this guy. You can't be on one year and then be this bad the next. Yeah, you can't. And look, look, I went on with Bill King in Nashville Sports Radio this morning. And he's got people from around the country that call into his show, national guests that come on to his show. And everyone asks me the same thing. Is Ed Orgeron Gene Chizik? And, and I'm not saying that Ed Orgeron is, but to the outside world, outside of the purple and gold and outside of Louisiana, they're asking the specific question is, hey, man, you can't be good one year and bad the next. Oh, wait, Gene Chizik did that. And look, comparison or not, that's that's a really big thing here. That thing, the bad thing that happened with Gene Chizik after the year that Cam Newton was there is that he didn't have any leadership whatsoever on that team. It's not like he lost a lot. He lost Cam Newton, yes, big. Nick Fairley, big. But guys, he started, I think he had another 18 starters that came back on that team. So, anyway. T'Challa. I'm not sure if that's the the king of uh, the Black Panther on, uh, what is that, uh, what do you call those TV series? But T'Challa. Oh, uh, Avengers. T'Challa, we appreciate you joining. Day one, Bo was never the man for the job. Look, you, I, I'm going to continue to beat this over the head, and I don't really care if anybody agrees with me here. I wish I could put a picture up in here. I really do. And I don't know how to do that uh, right now on a live stream. However, however, there are times and photos that we can share with you guys and girls. Man, Jacoby Stevens got stiffed on by Bo Nix. Five yards, he got pushed back and Bo Nix scored. Three LSU defenders were around Bo Nix when he ran in for a touchdown. That's not scheme, guys. I'm going to continue to beat that over the head. Look, Derek Stingley, I still think, is playing well. But at the same time, he was in position to make a play on a back back shoulder throw. Is that on Bo? I mean, you can't cover that any better. I, I, I think, again, I do believe at some point we have to take a step back. Hey, Bo Pelini didn't get dominated, and his name's not Glenn Logan, and have Bo Nix throw for 300 yards. It's a player effort along with Bo Pelini. I'm not disputing that whatsoever. Please hear me, because what happens is, is I make that statement, and everybody goes on this rant, oh my God, Blake Rafino said Bo Pelini is a good D.C., 
still think he has the ability, but I also don't think he just lost how or forgot how to coach. Guys, he brought Youngstown State to an FCS title. Come on now. Uh, Kari says, bunch of these kids are prima donnas revamp the assessment. And I think that what Orgeron's talking about is bringing in a new influx of players with these recruits. Look, the player that I saw that cared the most on that defense last week was Jaqueline Roy. He did not like the taste that he had in his mouth after getting clapped. He just didn't. Marvin Mackey says, yes, you can do. Y'all understand 10 of our players starting in the NFL. But Marvin, let me ask you this. And you can call in and we can discuss it. But Marvin, let me ask you this. Okay? Because the same thing happens to Alabama every year. When you talk along the defense, let's look at the defensive line. You have Andre Anthony, who's a fifth, fourth, fifth-year senior. You have uh, uh, um, Ali Gay, who's a junior college transfer. You have Neil Farrell and you have Glenn Logan that are both juniors and had a lot of playing time last year. Okay, yes, can you talk about B.J. Ojolari being a freshman? Okay, but you've seen what Alabama's doing with a defensive end who is also a true freshman who is almost close to leading the league in sacks. You have Damone Clark. You have Micah Baskerville who have been there for three years and Damone Clark technically started 2019, over a guy by the name of Patrick Queen. Okay, then you have Jabril Cox, who's been in college for five years and has won national titles at North Dakota State. Todd Harris is back. Mo Hampton had the start against Oklahoma. Derek Stingley has had a lot of playing time. And oh, by the way, Elias Ricks was the number one corner in the nation. So let's not sit here and act like that this team is just all, has all of this young talent starting. That's not true. (laughs) Sorry, guys. That's not true. If you want to look along the offensive line, at a time you had Dare Rosenthal, who was a junior. You had Ed Ingram that had a crap ton of playing time along with Adrian McGee. Liam Shanahan is a fifth-year senior. You have Austin Deculus that's back on the line. Oh, by the way, Chasen Hines, as a freshman, started two games. So I, I don't really want to get into this whole debate of if this team is extremely young. Let me see. Who is this? Uh, somebody said it right here. Uh, Ten of last year player. That was what the comment we just got to. But Marvin comes back and says, them boys checked out. That's what that... To me, guys, right here, right here is the end-all, be-all of what's going on. Players are checked out. They're done. And as for much as we've put this on Steve Insminger uh, for last week's game, and as much as we put this on Bo Pelini, I think equally as much you have to put on Ed Orgeron. Now I'm going to have to get over what my guys will believe for this comment. But it is of my opinion that you can't put the same amount of criticism on a Bo Pelini as you can't do with Ed Orgeron. Guys, this defense wasn't good last year for LSU. They weren't. Now, that they have t- spurts at the end of the season against Oklahoma and Clemson where they showed out? Yes. But that team also had leadership, y'all. They also had leadership. So at some point when a team's coming out flat, it's not just on the defensive coordinator. 
Just throwing that out there. All right, Chris on Periscope Twitter says, you said this the other day, but we need Coach O to stop playing nice and light a fire under the team. Yes. Yes. Chris. Absolutely you have to. Because until that day comes, guys, you're going to continue to see what you're seeing on defense. I don't know, and I don't listen to a lot of local sports talk radio. I like a lot of the guys that do. But name a guy who's not blaming any of the players. I'm not sitting here wanting to call out players because one of these days, hopefully one of these days, these guys are going to go to the NFL and hopefully they'll come on AYS. That's not the point. But my allegiance is to LSU that's right here on my chest before any player or coach. Let's see. Kari says, did you notice LSU punting multiple or punting down multiple touchdowns with nothing to lose? Coaches reinforce inferiority, mental weakness. Uh, Yeah, I could see that. Michael Ray says, what up, Blake? What up, chat? Go Tigers. What's up, my man? Cade, who just called in, says, remember Texas two first quarter goal line stands? That equals heart. It equals heart, and sometimes you need luck. Look, the running back for Texas, if y'all remember, dropped a pass on fourth down. The next drive, they come down, and they're about to score again, and Patrick Queen blows up Sam Ellinger. That team had heart, but they also gave up 41 points. That team also gave up 41 points, and then weeks later, they would give up 41 points again to Alabama, and then John Rice Plumlee would go for 250-plus rushing yards. Let's not act like this is a Bo Pelini problem. Guys, this has been a problem. If I've said it once, I've said it 100,000 times. Winning covers a multitude of sins. Winning always covers a multitude of sins. And until this year, when we started losing, it wasn't a problem. Everyone was like, yeah, you know what? The defense isn't doing good, but Joe Burrow's going to save us. You got to score 50. You got to score 50 to beat LSU. And the truth was, you did. But last year, you won against Auburn 23-20. to Now, I know how this is going to go, and people are going to continue to say, well, Blake, you're beating a dead horse. And it's a state of the program right now, y'all. Let's see. Uh, Kate said they never quit. No, they didn't. Uh, T-Bob had a nice take on what's going on. I'd have to go listen to that. Michael Ray on on Facebook Live. I'll have to go listen to that. It's T-Bob Bear from one of our, what's his, what's his uh, show again? Oh, off the bench. Uh, none, says Marvin Mackey. Uh, Danny Krantz, what's up, Danny? He says, it's all about the buy-in, quote unquote. If they don't buy in, they're not going to play to their potential. And Danny, listen, and I know that I go on with Bill King, but we talked about this today with the University of Georgia. You think that that Georgia team hadn't kind of bought in the Stetson Bennett? Why do you think he's not playing over JT Daniels? It's not because uh, Stetson Bennett the fourth, the law firm, is any better than JT Daniels. It's because that kid's going out there and showing heart and getting lit up, and he's getting up and say, do it again. (laughs) And they're beating Kentucky 14-3. The law firm of Stetson Bennett the fourth has more heart the walk-on starting quarterback at the University of Georgia has more heart than anybody on the LSU team right now. It's not a debate. 
All right, a couple more minutes, then we're going to get up to some Saints stuff. What's up, David Wirtz on Facebook Live says, do you think we tried to get cute and keep Miles out against Auburn because we blew out South Carolina and we thought another vanilla offense game plan and TJ would win because South Carolina beat Auburn and we need Miles healthy for Bama? Question mark. That's a mouthful. Answer, no. (laughs) I think Miles was really hurt. I don't think they just kept him out just because. Uh, Kay says, so... So was the A&M game in 18 where it changed our defense? Cade, I I wish I could agree with you there. But the following season, I mean, look, well, UCF's different because UCF, you had a lot of players out. UCF, you gave up a lot of points. But it didn't change anything. Guys, if we were doing this last year, if we were doing this podcast right now, last year, you guys would be calling in for two reasons. Number one, you would be saying, oh, my God, we beat Bama. Joe Burrow's going to win the Heisman. And number two, you'd be saying our defense is poo, and they almost gave up the game in the second half, and Derek Stingley got exposed. Where's the lie there? There is no lie in in that statement we just said. The reason we didn't complain about this defense last year is because we won a title. Just my opinion. Let's look, Quinn. Quinn on Facebook Live says, but they play great halves. We haven't seen great quarters out of this defense yet, either turnover or wide open touchdowns. Uh, Quinn, I would agree there, but they had a pick six against Mississippi State, and then they had four or three sacks in an opening half against Mississippi State when you couldn't move the football. Anytime you give up, uh, yes, I know that South Carolina scored 24 points, but mainly they locked them down for the entire game. If you really want to call about it, in my perspective, if you have if you hold a team late into the fourth quarter to 17 points, you should win that game. You should definitely win that game. Uh, Danny says, what's up, Blake? You're right. Hart goes a long way. The law firm playing like he's a modern-day Rudy. True. Marvin Mackey, and then we're going to get to some Saints, says, Blake, do you think it's the caliber of players we the, that we recruit – now you start getting into a deeper question here, Marvin. Now you're starting getting into a deeper question. Hey, let me let me th- break this down, and I'm going to leave Marvin Mackey's comment up here because I know that I'm going to want to talk about this, and then we're going to get into some Saints stuff. Man, let me ask you all this question, and just off the top of your head, and you can name it in the comments. Before last season, what was the average recruiting class per these 247 rankings and rivals rankings? What would you think? Did they finish in the top 10? Did they finish in the top five? Where would you think that their recruiting uh, their recruiting rankings went? Because before last year, you know where their recruiting rankings was? In the top 10, where did they average? Number nine. And they were really close to being number 10 if Notre Dame would have gotten probably another four-star. Sometimes it's the caliber of player that you're bringing into your program that's going to always have that fight and that dog in him. Clemson brought in a four-star guy out of Georgia who's now one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL in Deshaun Watson. That guy showed heart. Remember a guy by the name of Hunter Renfro who was a walk-on? I definitely believe, Marvin, that it is uh, that it is uh, a lot of the caliber of player you bring in and and, and, and the heart. Uh, 10, yeah, 10 uh, they on some of these. Top 10, says Ryan Mayer. Yeah, 9. Like close to 9, guys. 
right, let's get into this, and then we'll talk into a little bit of Saints because I got to get there. And we're going to be talking some Saints stuff tonight too on the Bucks report. Me and Peter Blake will be breaking down the Saints uh, uh, Bucks game coming up this Sunday. So I'll be sh- I'll share that to the page and share that to my Facebook if you guys want to hear a little bit more of the Saints stuff. But I will be going on there. Great show that they always do. Tanner Muse, I want to say a three star as well. I didn't see Tanner's comment. Oh, Tanner Muse, yeah, Tanner was a three star, sure was. Okay, all right, guys. Before we get to that, I don't know why. See, you can't always trust technology, guys, because sometimes this thing will freeze on you. But you know what will never freeze on you? My good friend. Mr. John Patton over at Area Home Lending. Guys, with all the help from the Federal Reserve, it has pushed mortgage rates down to the lowest that they've ever been. Yes, the lowest. Uh, with all the... <laughs> sorry, I saw a comment that said Bookie Blake because of all the picks and now that we have sports betting in the state of Louisiana, which is also awesome. But if you're considering buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with John Patton from Area Home Lending today, and if you mention this show, you will get a free appraisal through the end of the month. With over 15 years of experience, I know that John will take the best care of you. 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. Tell him Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you. And guys, for all of your financial needs, hey, hopefully we get that another $1,200 check from the federal government. Doubt it, but I hope so. But if you do... You got to call my guy, Mr. Mike Bazile, 504-343-1576, 504-343-1576. Guys, if you live for it, you damn sure better plan for it. Okay, I want to get to some Saints stuff here before we get out of here, and I'm going to talk, I'm going to tease this tonight, tease this tonight or right now, because I know I'll be going on Bucks Report. Guys, Antonio Brown's playing this week. Now, a lot of people have asked the question, well, it's really tough for a player to sit out that long and then come back. Well, guys, he's got Tom Brady. And the last time that Tom Brady and Antonio Brown got together, six catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. Now, Mike Thomas also could be coming back for the Saints as well. But, man, it feels to me that this Mike Thomas coming back to the Saints is a bigger deal than Antonio Brown, and here's why. The Saints don't have any explosiveness. Outside of Alvin Kamara, you don't really have a go-to player right now which makes this Mike Thomas coming back this week hopefully going to be a lot better. Now, the question that I will the question that I will have is Drew Brees was very limited today in practice. With him being very limited today in practice, how bad will that be for the rest of the season? Now, I'm not going to say it's a must win for the Saints because I don't I hate saying must win games this early into the season. But guys, as we've been talking about for weeks and Drew Brees having his shoulder taped up as we were posting on Twitter all night long or all day long during the Chicago Bears game, guys, if we, if, if the Saints don't start running the football right now, it's ball game, it's over. They're going to have to find a way to get Drew Brees a running game because this feels very Peyton Manning last year-ish. Only difference is, is it's not that bad yet. But Drew Brees in his press conference today, when asked about his shoulder and it being taped up, he says, I'm 41. I got a lot of bad things going on for me right now. Man, what? I know I've taken the criticism and reference to this Drew Brees uh, uh, getting older and he's not all there and his arm's not there, which we can already see. But man, 
This game scares me, y'all. This game scares me to death because that front seven for the Bucks is really damn good. You got guys like Devontae David, Devin White, that are in that front seven that makes it more nasty. And Donovan Sue, Jason Pierre-Paul, Noah Spence. And you think that Drew Brees not being able to force the ball down the field is gonna be is not gonna be an issue? I am so tired. All right, we have a phone call coming in here. All right, let's take this phone call. All right, you're on live with Blake Rafino and AYS. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking to tonight? Hello. Man, it's John Sager. What up? What's up, John? How are you, yep. sir? Oh, man, I'm uh, I'm on uh, duty with the Coast Guard down here in Key West right now. Okay. Um, you, you, are you, you had your show going on. Are you like J.G. Whitworth saving lives? Oh, man. Uh, chasing chasing migrants and saving lives. Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So, John, what you got for us tonight, uh, good sir? Well, I, don't, I hadn't been watching the show, but I told you I was going to call, so I figured I'd call. I've got a break. But first, I want to say, what in the hell is going on at LSU? Um I was on duty during the LSU-Auburn game, and uh, I got called out for a case in the first half when it was 0-0. When I got back within cell service, it was 48-3. to mm-hmm. um, And then when I look at the players on the sideline, nobody gives a shit. And then when the little, game is over. A little, little bit of language, a little bit of language. But you're, you're good. Keep going. Okay. N- nobody cares. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, anyway, um after the games over, these dudes are posting on, on Instagram about funny-ass shit. I'm sorry, excuse my language, <laughs> but I, I just don't think these dudes really care. Uh-huh. And when, they're, when they're running on the field, it looks like they're just running around in circles and they have, they have no direction and they have no motivation to go make a tackle. But I, I, I don't know what the deal is, but I, I can tell you, I think they got a, uh, they got a culture problem over there. And I think the we talked about it a little bit the other day. The culture problem is they're too focused on being NFLSU instead of being LSU anymore. And I, maybe that's maybe I'm wrong. That's just my opinion. But uh, I don't think that that's, you're that's wrong. what I'm seeing. I don't know so much that it's a a Bopolini schematic issue because I think I think Bo Pelini is a pretty good football coach. You know, I, I don't think you go from being a good defensive coordinator and a pretty decent head coach to just not knowing how to do it anymore overnight. Yeah, that's the biggest load of that's the biggest load of crock. I mean, you don't forget to teach kids how to tackle. You but the question is is do they have the want to to tackle? I'm with you there. Um the thing I would say is is that I kind of want to equally put this on Coach O as much as I want to put it on Bo Pelini. Because right if you John, let me ask you this question. If I would have told you this time last year that in his tenure at LSU, Coach O would have a team that just keeps coming out flat week in and week out, would you have called me a liar? Yeah, I would have said you were crazy. and uh, Because Ed Orgeron is no no pansy of, of a guy. I think he's... If 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 Ed Orgeron if Ed Orgeron were to fight any other coach in the SEC, he'd beat the hell out of him. So I don't understand how the football team. I don't understand how the football team hasn't adopted, 
you know, his his personality and his his demeanor. And Bo Pelini is the same way. He's a fiery guy. Yeah. And when these guys are playing football, it looks like a, a soccer team out there. It's it's ridiculous. I don't I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. But neither does anything else in 2020 either. So yeah. How do you uh, so John? How do you fix it? Well, I think they need to uh, get everybody in the program to buy in on on what Edo's plan is for the program, which I thought that was done already in, in 2019, but maybe not. Mm-hmm. And I think they need to – I was listening to uh, – I don't remember who it was. Somebody was talking the other day. Is maybe get back to, to getting more Louisiana kids on campus. You know, I think it's uh, – it's a good thing to have a national brand and go get good players from around the country. But I think when you get kids from Louisiana, you know, you're from Louisiana, I'm from Louisiana, kids and people from Louisiana in general are competitors and they're, and they're tough in, in nature. And I think that's what the, uh, what the team is missing, but you know, maybe I'm wrong. I'm just a, I'm just a random fan. So. Well, John, here's what I'm going to say. You're not wrong, but I don't fully agree. I think that to win natties, you do have to go outside the state and get guys like a Joe Burrow, right? Like a guy like a Jacoby Phillips, a guy like a Kerry Vincent. Technically, even though he's got Louisiana roots, a guy like a Grant Delpit. I think you have to do that. Like Eric Gilbert is a huge get, right? Like you have to go get those guys, but generally I agree with you. Your core guys have to be from your state, especially as rich of a recruiting state as LSU is. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. And I'm not saying, obviously, if you can land a kid like – Gilbert, or maybe they get Corey Foreman out of California. You got to do it, right? But, but at the foundation, I think 15, 16 kids out of your class, you could probably get 15, 16 really good competitive dudes out of the state of Louisiana that know what it means to be LSU and play for LSU. You know what I'm saying? But I do. Um, I, I have I have faith that that they'll uh, they'll turn it around. Maybe not this season, but in, in the in the future, they're certainly not going to be. Uh, a team that's not talented, you know what I'm saying? So I agree. We'll see, John. I appreciate you calling in, man. We'll uh, call in soon, and we'll talk. We'll talk again soon as well. Yeah, man. Later. Later. All right, guys. I'm going to finish this Saints talk, and then we're going to wrap this up. Um, look, I know that they. Maybe we should just designate. Maybe I should put. Let me ask you guys this: all 53 of you that are still on with us. Let me ask you this. If I just said, if I just posted before the show, and Valil, I appreciate your great comments, sir. We don't have, I mean, talking about going to get an out-of-state kids, that's one, uh, and his son, Braden, who was a big-time leader for LSU last year and led helped lead the team. You got to go get those guys. But maybe I should just line up all you fans to have you to call in, give you five-minute intervals, and just, hey, what do you think? Because it's definitely a displeasure that LSU fans have right now um to finish this up as we're wrapping up the show here in reference to the saints man i don't want to i don't think it's as bad yet as i was saying with peyton manning and drew Brees. but man does it feel like it's getting there guys it really to me feels like it's getting there hey you you have to sit out a little bit because your shoulder's hurting man we're not even i mean we're getting to halfway through the season and you have a quarterback and Drew Brees, whose shoulder's already hurting. 
You want to know why he came in last season after being injured and started lighting it up? It's because he had six weeks off. Because he had a month and a half off and came was able to come back. And it doesn't really matter what sport. And it doesn't really matter if you like this guy I'm about to say or not. But the same exact thing can be said for LeBron James when the pandemic hit. Guys, LeBron James had all three months and he came back and I was like, man, that dude looks as fresh as, a, as, as like the beginning of a season. I have a lot of worries right now for the Saints. And I'm going to be honest, and I'm just going to throw this out here. And I hope that it doesn't happen because I want Drew to play the entire season. But if I'm Sean Payton and in the back of my mind, and maybe why, here's another scenario. Maybe it's why you're seeing Taysom Hill so much. It might be why, guys, that Taysom Hill takes so many reps during the game. Yes, do they want to get Taysom Hill involved? Sure. But guys, as much as they're getting involved in him at quarterback, that doesn't happen anywhere else in the country, in the NFL, really anywhere in the country in college athletics. That you kind of, to an extent, if Taysom Hill is going to get five snaps a game at quarterback, I'm not going to say you have the a two-quarterback system, but damn, if you have 30, I mean, he's getting them. But I don't. I, I feel I'm fearful for my Saints. But we'll talk that in much detail tonight at, with the Bucks report. Uh, Gino says, "I'm going to say this: You build a team, and it's not born. I agree with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna table that. You know what? I'm gonna table that last comment from tonight because we had some of the comments in here. Gino also says, "Not all the time. However, trans, uh, tradition is key. I agree with that. I love Drew Blake. Uh, says Danny on Facebook Live. But this is has." This has to be his last year. He can't go another year and might not finish the year. I agree with that statement. All the plays, says Dylan Landry. They put Taysom in. He's not really throwing it, though, B. I don't know. You bring up a good point there. You bring up a good point. But why now? Dylan, why now? I mean, we might have three or four. I think, what was it, in 2018? 2000, well, 2019 he didn't. We know for sure because Drew did get hurt. But in 2018, he was averaging three snaps a game at quarterback versus now him averaging five and six. Dylan, I don't know. I don't know really what's going on there. So, all right, guys, well, we're going to call it Mark LaGrange. Let's get to these last two comments. I don't think it's why you're seeing Taysom because they are not asking him to be used to throw the football. And look, that's exactly what... Dylan Landry just said, but man, it just doesn't feel, it's just odd to me, y'all. It's just odd to me. Okay. I thought we had some breaking news, but we did not. Okay. Chris says, does branding NFL LSU hurt us in a sense where we're bringing in guys more focused on the NFL? 100%. You don't see Alabama going Bama, Bama NFL you don't, I mean, they do it, but they don't do it like LSU does. You also don't see Clemson doing it. And Clemson has, and Alabama has just as much. You don't see Ohio State doing it either. Just throwing it out there. It's just odd, says Dylan Randry. If you want experience, let him throw. I agree with it. But, man, you got Drew who's got tape on his shoulder, and now he's limited in practice. And you've had Taysom Hill for the last two weeks get more snaps at quarterback than we've seen in a long time. I I might be looking too much into it. Um, thoughts on Winston, says Dylan. You might have to play him sooner rather than later. 
You better hope he's re- maintained and he's ready to go because I don't think Drew's going to finish this season, y'all. I do not believe one iota Drew. I think Drew's going to miss a game. I hope I'm wrong, and I will come back on my show and say that I'm wrong, but I think that he, we're going to see uh, we're going to see Jameis by the end of the year. Why Taysom now, says Mark LaGrange, maybe that's because they're trying to use him to get the running game going. But, Mark, I agree with you there, but Alvin Kamara had 12 carries for 69 yards, over five yards a carry. Two weeks ago, you had Latavius Murray going over for five yards per carry. They're getting rushing yards with your two running backs. I don't know why. I mean, running game going, they're third in the NFL in rushing. Or fourth in the NFL rushing. Top five in the NFL in rushing. I don't know. Um, those hip turns in the end zone got him ready. <laughs> Man, did y'all see that video where it was like him doing the... I, I know I posted it, but what this is what I said. Y'all know that song? What is it? Cha-cha now, y'all. Last time to get funky. To the left now. To the right. Or, or kick it back now. Anyway, y'all know what I'm talking about. One hot this time. <laughs> Gino says, because it reminds me of what happened to the Canes. Oh, you're talking about the culture. Yeah, I agree. Matt, Matthew Daigle says, what's going on with the LSU quarterback position? Miles Brennan's going to be your starter moving forward. Uh, Craig, well, we're living good, my man. We're just about to get out of here. Uh, we're going to get out of here now. All right, guys, we appreciate you joining the show. My name is Blake Rafino, and this is Are You Serious Sports. Y'all have a good night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.